Oh, man, do I feel dumb. I feel responsible, which uh, I don't know how I could be, but maybe my proclamation that the fight was still on, I made 24 hours ago, Mm -hmm. which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is not always easier outside the cage, at least not this time. Right now, fighting sucks outside the cage because they need to get another fighter in. Raph, talk us through what we know. No, I'm going to talk you through the very first aspect. What we don't know? Because that is more fun. No, because, oh. okay, so you're probably listening to this as, you know, an addition to Verbal Tap, uh, our Verbal Tap podcast this week. So, yes, we're trying to keep you up to date. And the thing that Kevin's referencing earlier is the fact that he did on either another version of this podcast or whatever the fuck we're doing with this. He did say that everything, knock on wood, nothing's changed about this UFC 196, which isn't cursed. (laughs) Don't let anybody tell you. So he really was chancing fate here. And here I was thinking, we go to bed, we had a good podcast in the can, he's going to go, you know, wake up in the morning, go to work, and then once he puts it out, gold, the stuff that you guys love. But instead... The news has changed on us, and we're going to get into how we try to keep up with it as much as we could uh, because there's been a big melee. Many of you are now aware of it and may even know the result of it. We're still in the process of finding that out. Anyway, Kevin, now having said all of that and caught people up to the whole purpose of us doing this additional recording, what happened? Broke his foot during training. Broken. Real broken. And? Can't pull. Can't fight. Well, that's a shame because we're a week and a half out. Oh, I hadn't noticed. Mm. Oh, that is probably why they're freaking out. Yes, that could potentially explain some of their anger for it. Anybody you- uh, that feels like I'm responsible is welcome to leave a five-star review on iTunes and mm-hmm. explain uh, how I can either make amends or mm-hmm. just that I'm guilty. Uh, I wonder which it'll be. Dos años is out of the fight. Conor McGregor has no one to fight. Conor McGregor is the important person in this equation right now because it can't just be anybody. Okay. So that brings us to knowing things. And to give you guys a timestamp as to where we are, uh, we have BJPenn.com who said that they know exactly who's going to be fighting each other. It's going to be a Diaz brother and Conor McGregor. So I believe they say it's going to be Nate versus... Conor McGregor at UFC 196 in a week and a half. Uh, to further timestamp where we are right now, there was apparently a picture of Rafael Dos Anjos's foot to prove to all of us that, yes, it was indeed broken. Though, I mean, if I'm looking at it, I've seen worse, if I'm being honest. Ooh. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of hurt. that. There's going to be a little bit of that for everyone. No one is going to be quite on the uh, he should have definitely pulled out card, I don't think. So let me ask you, Kevin, what was the first reaction you had to this? Because I'll walk you through how I discovered everything. First of all, 196 might be cursed. Okay. They This already happened once. We lost Verdum and Velasquez, which feels funny because it was replaced by Home versus Tate and a super fight, McGregor versus Dos Anjos. Mind Aaron, you, they chanced fate by saying... We're going to keep naming this one UFC 196 because, you know, it was originally 197, but because 196, the way we intended it to happen, didn't happen. Let's just go and call this 196 and just pray that nothing happens. And it never felt good. Mm. It never felt good calling it that. Mm -mm. So I was devastated. 
because now we've lost the title matchup without question, right? Uh, unless I we're guess. not sure yet. It's not looking good for a title matchup. It, it can't be it. I mean, I guess unless all of a sudden McGregor was supposed to go down back to 145, which feels bizarre. Uh, to do this late in the game, we'll get you to that part momentarily. Okay, Kevin, let me tell you we'll how I found rock out about up to this. Lawler. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So I was, uh, you know, sleeping, and I don't tend to do a ton of that. But when I do, I try to make it count. He's lying. Whatever he was doing, he won't admit what he was really doing. I was actually sleeping. This sure. is one thousand percent truth. In. Yeah. Okay. Now, if most people know me, they know I'm not great in the mornings. I'm not really a morning person. My brain doesn't quite function all that well. And we have a lot of good fans who like to keep us abreast of information. And this is a true testament to our fans' perception of what I may or may not know. And I think they give me the benefit of the doubt. So I get this, mo- this note at 6 a.m. in the morning. From our good friend Caleb Johnson, who has been on the show most recently playing the game of over under Kevin without Kevin against Eric Jackman. And Caleb writes to me and says, hey, Raph, what do you think about this whole uh, Rafael Dos Anjos not going to be in the fight anymore, dropping out? And I have to be honest with you. My first reaction was, what the fuck time is it? Because <laughs> you're also on the West Coast, so the East Coast is up and rolling. Oh, yeah, everybody else, you know, it's fair game. They've had some cups of coffee. They've enjoyed themselves. They've had their morning crap. They've had a shower. Dana they've... just finished his second line of Coke mm-hmm. at Bada Bing's in Vegas. It's a less place. He just built Connor's it, so still working like on Sopranos. his first. Yeah, I mean, well, he's a lightweight, kind of. Well, not technically. Where Sorry. Right. Yeah, but who I knows mean, where the, the wheel <laughs> of weight will send him uh, and when it's all said and done. Your next thought was a was a morning miracle genius it was a morning epiphany well kind of because as i started to get up i had to go to work so you know i told uh caleb i was like well thank you very much let me look to see what's going on here and i research it very quickly and find out it had just been revealed that yes uh, it was indeed true that Dos Anjos was going to have to drop out of it, which if you've done this dance before, and especially if you recall, this has happened with McGregor. So now yes. there seems to be a perception that Brazilians be afraid of Conor McGregor. So you know that this is going to be kind of a explosion day for both the UFC, Dana White and uh, sports fans in general. And it really does go into a melee. So I go in the shower and I immediately have this idea that I'm like, Donald Cerrone is going to definitely throw his hat into the ring. He escaped Monday or Sunday's fight with very little damage. It's going to take him like two minutes and he has already said he will fight. Okay, great. All things are great. So at this point, I decide to make a meme and I have to work as fast as I can. This is me now getting on the Metro very quickly trying to throw together on Photoshop a picture of Donald Cerrone answering the call of a bat signal with a cowboy hat on it instead of a bat signal. And I know I've got to get this out ASAP because the news is changing on me. And for all I know, much in the same way how Cerrone announced he was going to go ahead and step forward, they could have already announced who they got to replace him because how fast does news travel and move? But it turns out, Kevin, it just wasn't that easy. Why? Well, because as it turns out, when you've got a champion of one division who suddenly doesn't have a champion in a division that he was moving up to, 
So that means he's in that weight class that normally wouldn't have him fighting there. Correct. It really opens up some possibilities for fighters who are in the weight region of 135 to 205 who are now challenging him uh, out of the woodwork. Rap, more correctly, any fighters that can make it to that range sure. by next Friday. Sure. Now this opens up a whole bunch of uh, speculation and grandeur and – it's just – I don't know how you describe this, but it's melee. It's crazy. Like there are other news articles happening, but I swear to God our fans want nothing to do with them. Like <laughs> nobody gives a it's fuck. It's just – and of course – and we're going to bring him on to talk about that. The mm-hmm. rumors have gone very specific towards the Diaz brothers. Mm-hmm. Even though I can't believe your meme didn't get Cerrone the fight immediately. Because the idea that like a Gotham light shining a cowboy hat, every MMA fan would know exactly who that was calling. <laughs> and he would arrive 30 to 45 minutes later pending trailer issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as his RV doesn't break down. That did happen once, if we're just being honest. Or the Bud Light trailer in front of him didn't just Or, or the Bud Light trailer breaks down. Either his trailer breaks down or that one does and he just stops. But one of them, right? That could keep him for mm-hmm. another hour or two. He'll fight this fight. Great one. Uh, Pettis is in shape. But why are the Diaz brothers getting some attention? Or wait, should I put you on? Uh, I should bring on BJ Penn. Do I get a say in any of this? Wait, why are you going to bring on BJ Penn when you could also bring on one of the Diaz brothers? I'm going to bring them both on probably. Yeah. No, I, it's you a should one really choose time. one or the other because I think by science of the podcast, you can only get <laughs> one of us on the line. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess if I had to choose, I'd be – BJ Penn's the one that reported it. But I'm kind of curious where Nate Diaz comes on this. Like, well, uh, why don't you spin the wheel and figure out which output you're just going to put the connector to? Oh, that's a great idea. Just a mm. random plug of the draw. That'd be good. Very helpful. All right. Well, uh, guys, BJ Penn published it. He was the one. Let's start there. He said it was a Diaz brother. I'm going to bring him on. Let me hit my BJ my BJ Penn Batman light. Uh, BJ, you on the line, sir? No, it's me, you fucking moron. Oh, God damn it. So, Nate. Are you going to fight Conor McGregor? Yeah, you know, the thing about it is, uh, it's like, it's like he just respect me. And, like, I just told people, I was like, I don't care how fucking much I weigh. I'm going to fucking fuck this guy up. You Wait, know? H- how much do you weigh? You... Dude, that's not any of your business. You know? 120, 125, I bet. If I, Ooh, I weigh guess. how much the scale says, bitch. That's what it says. <laughs> it just says uh, aggressive. Nate, will you beat him? Yeah, of course, homie, because, you know, the thing is, I'm not straight up scared. You know, the crime of gravity, it's like... No one's accusing you of being scared. Yeah, I think scared's the never been very, very Stoned a few times. You know. you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you got this liberal media just, like, doing this fucking shit. But, you know, conservatives <laughs> fucking dumb, too. You know what I mean? I'm just part of the people party. You know, fucking smoke weed every day, whatever. Burn. Burn but, burn like, no, nah, yeah, if, you know, Bernie's the fucking man. I fucking, yeah, fuck him. So, um, what was I saying? Yeah, um, cannabis... No, no, no. Oh, where are you going to beat him? Not a pro weed thing. It was, uh, can you, are, are you going to beat Conor McGregor? Yeah, of course, fool. I mean, look at him. You know, it's like, uh, you know, people were calling me out and like they were saying shit. And I'm like, man, this fucking little leprechaun. I, I would love to catch a <laughs> leprechaun if I could. You know, it's just different. 
Uh, what if it's your brother, Nick, that gets the fight? Are you going to be as excited? I don't know how you two feel about that. No, nah, you know, we're cool and shit. You know, it's just like we're interchangeable. So, like, sure. you know, if he gets the fight, it's cool. If it's me, you know, it's the same thing. It's as long as the Diaz brother is in there fucking up shit. That's the most important thing. <laughs> it's kind of like that's, our, our MO, you know? Yes, as long as the Diaz brothers are in there fucking up shit. Um, and I got news for you. If he's not in the fight, he's going to involve himself in there. So it's like a two-for-one deal, you know? Yeah, that actually uh, is one of the beauties of your brotherhood. Yeah. Uh, well, Nate, thank you for making time. I know you're going to be busy. You're about to go uh, on potentially. Press we don't know that for sure yet. You know, it's fucking Dana White. Just <laughs> he's fucking keep me on a fucking leash, man. You know, just like I have to fucking not smoke weed until he fucking tells that's... me what the fuck's happening here. So that's the biggest fucking travesty of this whole thing. You know, boy, I feel you too because I live in Denver and you know it's legal. Yeah, fuck that noise. What a crime. Yeah, that it's not a you know. Nate Diaz, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck thank you, you guys. <laughs> fuck you over there Potty's over here 209 stock doing straight up homies you know fucking don't be scared and all that other shit hey, and you know Kevin you're a fucking punk ass bitch but that, that co-host of yours you know he's alright I like him you know he's real laid back he looks like a stoner sure. is he no oh no well fuck him too okay uh thank you Nate yes. Raph boy Nate I'm gonna bring Raph back on Raph Nate's mm-hmm. fired up he's in it <laughs> Well, you have to imagine he's fucking been all over the place today. He's got the fight. He doesn't have a fight. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the fight's going to be uh, a catch weight. It's Up not to a speed on his political no, candidates. I think he's a little more confused as to what's going on politically. I, I'm I pretty thought sure he was... he's still voting for Ralph Nader in 2000. I thought he was sharp as hell. So look forward to the Diaz brother saga. Because this is why it's always good. It wouldn't matter if this was John Jones, by the way. Both Diaz brothers would be like, I'll fight him. And they would, they'll be equally as pissed when they don't get the fight. Oh, yeah. And that's what makes them great. Can we talk about why the Diaz brothers in any form? But, I mean, obviously, now that we're kind of going more to go Nate. Because I've seen some people because saying. Because I already have a candidate why? in mind for who belongs on this fight. But you go ahead. But they're saying why and really and him. I'm in and- with Nick Diaz getting the fight. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, because maybe not having the world's best winning record as of recent times, whatevs, no big deal. But let's discuss, you know, when you have a a short term amount of time to really come in, it comes through a few things. One, uh, there was the call out. So the fact that he actually challenged him, you've got a Diaz brothers going out of their way to go ahead and make a challenge. So no problem. Okay, great. Step one completed. Step two, they're always in good shape and always prepared. They're always training because they hate people and they want to beat the fuck out of everybody not named Diaz. And sometimes you want, they are always gamers. None of them either. They never come to the fight out of shape. They never come overweight. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of, they're unprofessional. It's like, no, they're not. (laughs) Not physically. But let me tell you the hidden secret of this entire fight, which is as follows. So sure, yeah, maybe he's not going to have the best fight camp, and maybe yes, we're going to be robbed of three months of glorious. (laughs) Absolutely, we'll be robbed of three months of glorious trash talk, which would have been the best press conferences. Like I would have put my press credentials back in to try and get back in there, (laughs) but just for the chance to ask two questions, I wouldn't. I just want to be a participant in the room. I don't even need to necessarily uh, ask a question. I just want to be present and look at them and say, like, thank you both. What's your question? Thank you both. That's, That's great. It. This is great. Just say what you feel. Nate, but here's the Nate, best my part. question is, could you just rap on it? <laughs> the best part, Kevin, and I've been racking my brain around this, 
if you take a fight on a short notice and you're a real true fighter, you really get angry that you may not be at your best. You want to take that opportunity. But, you know, what if you don't win? It's a real big sort of thing that goes back to fighter code, warrior code. And maybe, maybe they are of those people that they don't give a fuck. But let me tell you the secret of the DS success. If he wins, he's going to talk shit. But if he loses, he's going to talk even more shit. Like the loss isn't even going to fucking matter. He's just going to get on there and just be like, yeah, you know, he would fucking knock me out if I guess that was his intention. But, you know, it was way easier to knock me out in the fifth round. That bitch couldn't even get done in round one. (laughs) Like genius level shit. So this is why I am telling you folks. It's a fun aspect. Now, does this mean that we're overlooking Donald Cerrone? I have an argument there, but I want to get where you were saying that you had somebody in your pocket to analyze and discuss. This is easy. I need a proven warrior that's going to give me a striking exhibition, bring some toughness, some veteran savvy, and not going to get rattled by the situation. There's only one fighter in my mind. It's Carlos Condit. How is he not getting this fight? It's 170. We all know he beat Lawler. We watched it. Let's put him in with someone that's definitely going to strike until it's over. So the interesting part about the Nate thing is that it's apparently going to be at a 165 catch weight, which is five pounds less from your intended target right here. Mm -hmm. And I know you want to get Carlos Condit in there. Carlos, I think, is one of the few people I didn't see. that Carlos will drop to 160 in a heartbeat. Okay, sure. He was one of the few people I did not see throw his name into consideration, maybe out of respect for Donald Cerrone. But um, let me tell you why we were going with Donald Cerrone. We were actually getting some hate on this in the comment section, which I didn't expect. I didn't know we had a a fucking expiration date on the Donald Cerrone love. That feels I think impossible. To- like, how do you – how is there – he's on the short list to replace anyone at all times. I mean, he himself offers himself, but some people were saying he would get murdered in the first round. And you know what? You're entirely right. But guess who also got murdered in the first round? Jose Aldo. Yup. And he fucking knocked folks out. I bet Cerrone makes it past a minute. Maybe. Or Cerrone at least watches some tape. I don't know. I I mean, Cerrone can knock out. How? And I just want anyone to look me in the eye and say Donald Cerrone couldn't knock out Conor McGregor and really, like, then prove it. Like, give me some evidence to support that. Well, you had somebody in the comment section saying Tony Ferguson should be brought there. And I was like, look, we love Tony Ferguson. Love Tony. I think he's great. I don't know. However, (laughs) I put this out there. Right now, Tony Ferguson, great fighter, super great. Now, the problem is, if you recall, we did get rid of one pay-per-view. And in doing so, they had to give that shit up for free. So they were really banking on this one really being a main event status. Therefore, can't be Tony. we're not trying to replace, say, a Fox Sports 1 main event right now. And that's not a diss to Tony Ferguson. It means you need to get a marquee fighter. And that's not even to say that Tony Ferguson would have an even better fight than Donald Cerrone. You're missing the point. We need a fight to market and we need it to sell to people, especially considering now. they lost <laughs> A whole bunch of money on marketing materials on that first one. So it is done. This is a this is a state. This is as bad as it gets for the UFC. So there's a number of limited fighters who can really bring up a marquee value who you'd look at and say if you're a pay-per-view and not a normal folk like us who watch every single pay-per-view no matter what it is. That'll bring in some intrigue. And they've seen Donald Cerrone fight in a number of times. And in people a love of it. Places. And they people do. People love him. 
He's a he's a gamer, and he's in the title contention, right? He sure. lost to Dos Anjos, which was a surprise to a lot of people. And then immediately comes back, knocks a few people out, and as Raph did, uh, thankfully, in karma points for my proclamation, it's still going on, also said Donald Cerrone's looking for a fight. Absolutely. And he didn't take any damage, so we would see him, you know, camp. Uh, post camp with maybe a little bit add on and sure maybe he went to go celebrate had some Budweisers but dude he got back on a treadmill and he hired Mike Dolce and let me tell you guys this as our good friend John Evans from BJJ Breakdown said Mike Dolce in terms of that weight cut and trying to get him to Conor McGregor size he'll get Donald Cerrone down to 182 in no time easy ooh I like this. I like the. Uh, I started to get excited immediately about Cerrone because I also want the fight to mean something. Sure, and great shit talking. Great, great shit talking skills because uh, I think that'll screw with Conor McGregor a little bit. Well, maybe, but let's Cerrone's a little bit this. more. And I think a lot of people are overlooking is. the fact that let's assume he did beat Donald Cerrone in the first round. It would only go to give more to the legend that is. Conor McGregor. It would give him bragging rights. It would allow us to still get the Diaz fight because I still feel that's on the radar somewhere. So, yes, there's all of this crazy melee going on. Kevin, can you describe now how many fighters you saw and maybe who it, was there a particular fighter that you saw that said, eh, we don't need to do that? Well, oh, God, a number. Uh, first of all, I love Tony Ferguson, I think he's a, but that was one of the ones that was like, Hmm. <laughs> I don't see that at all. I saw a Sage Northcutt one, which I thought <laughs> was fucking genius. <laughs> it's like, how is that? How's that going? Uh, as equally crazy, and tell me this didn't at least somewhat. Uh, I feel like I saw BJ Penn. Not. I'm not sure that I saw BJ Penn at the moment. Not BJPenn.com, but I feel like I also saw there it was like somebody's like, "Hey, is it BJ trying to fight?" And it's like, "Oh God, no, no, that's absolutely not happening." And uh, meanwhile, those are my three favorite. As quickly as we were finding people who were leveling themselves as candidates and offering to go ahead and jump in, and you know, I mean, on the other side, you've got somebody like Benson Henderson who's now at Bellator going, "God damn, are you serious?" <laughs> hey, what about Pettis? Pettis was a real big possibility. Apparently, uh, Pettis's folks reached Pettis out to Dana White in the morning. Name, by the way, yes, we're talking Pettis and Frankie Edgar are like to your point earlier. Those are like the least. Those are the fighters on the low end of the scale. Well, not true because Frankie Edgar was talking about the fact that he was pissed he wasn't going to get a title shot contention, so he conveniently had a injury that he was going to milk. And when I say injury, he's going to milk. I mean he's injured. And you have some people on the internet who are saying, like, oh. yeah, okay, tough guy. He would fight him, but he's got an injury. Uh, so, yes, we had a lot of people on the internet saying really crazy shit about uh, Frank Yeager. Frank Yeager wants that fight so bad. I'm just talking about status. Sure. Like, that's but the now, fighter that they'd be like, okay, maybe. But this is bringing us to the people who were taking themselves out of consideration. So, in, in addition to that one, uh, I think you had Khabib who said he couldn't do it as well. And then Khabib I think there was – You mentioned on yesterday's uh, whatever podcast, the yes. not fighting right now for Ramadan. Uh, well, I mean that's more in 
July, but as apparently right now, I guess he was feeling no to it. Well, I uh, thought he was like abstaining until the end of Ramadan. I, you know, I can't promise you these things, Kevin. Okay. I can just tell you what I've read. And the last one was somebody else who abstained would be Jose Aldo. And people were looking at that as a, an immediate rematch and making sense where you really wouldn't have to uh, convince people that they need to buy that because they already did once and it did big numbers. So – it was a strange world where even Uriah Faber towards the end of the day put his name into consideration. And when I interviewed him, he said he would take that fight absolutely. But Uriah was kind of like me on California time. So he got around to it more closer to like the 2 p.m. part of the day here on California time. He was training. You know, he had stuff to do. I saw Woke what he was doing on Snapchat. He was just kind of like, oh, hey, man. Oh, should I get in on that? Yeah, me too. OK, cool. So you had a lot of things going on. Uh, all the meanwhile, we kept trying to post as much and as fast as we could uh, as the story kept developing. And, and at certain points, you know, things were just exceeding faster than we could even keep up with. And we're pretty much caught up right now, though, right? Like they I, haven't made a decision. We're waiting on one. Yes, I think we're waiting on. Jesus, uh, Sports Center is supposed to be coming up shortly, and they're going to end up telling us who ends up getting the fight. Oh, fuck you, Dana. <laughs> because Dana has to make the announcement. Because uh, Dana himself, I'm sure, was really pissed all day today. Um, I will say one of the best parts that Nate did do on his Twitter was when it got around to it. Somebody said uh, in response to Nate Diaz saying he's going to have to get on his knees and beg. Which is in response to Conor McGregor doing that and saying that very thing to all up-and-comers against him. And I thought it was a pretty baller statement. And then you had somebody saying, like, that's not gangster. That's retarded. It would be Nate's biggest payday and most exposure. He needs to beg the UFC to give him that fight. And he's a supporter of Nate. And here's my response. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Do you not understand how this works for the Diaz brothers? They wait for these perfect moments when they have all of the leverage, when the public's so behind them. Like every single person was behind a Diaz brother fighting them. If it was one of the mothers, if it was a mother to the Diaz brothers, people would have gone nuts and been like, yeah, she's going to fucking kill him. 209. 209. And I bet you she talks the exact same way. Uh, so – People didn't give a fuck. But yes, the Diaz brothers could use this leverage. They have the notoriety. Their numbers do sell well just as a general whole. So yeah, I think they're the right people even if they don't merit the fight or if it's super late terms. Now, where we have left it though at this moment, BJPen.com has said that it's all but a lock that the uh, Nate Diaz is going to fight Donald – or not Donald's running. He's going to fight – um, Conor McGregor. So that is where we are at right now. We are waiting for Sports Center to either affirm or deny this and tell us who he is fighting. Uh, Kevin, in a masterstroke of producing, has apparently gotten us maybe the highest resource at BJPen.com right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. There's no one better to talk to. BJ, tell us what you know and how you know it oh hey brush how are you is this just a guy at your gym saying get in on this no bro okay so like you know how like when you're hanging out with your friends and they're like oh my god bj you should write that down and like that's what we do I love you so much, and I think I support what you do. Do you have any particular reason to believe it's the Diaz brother? 
yeah, okay. So basically what this is, like, um, we have confirmed with sources very, like, close into, like, their camps, you know? Sure. Uh, could you maybe name one? Uh, here's the thing. I can't say who because I would be giving up a source. See, BJ has read a journalism <laughs> book before. This is, like a, yeah, is Watergate You can level. guess them and I can maybe, you know, say like, yeah, brush or no brush. Other Diaz brother. Yeah, brush. Kevin Casey. No, brush. No. Um. Okay. So Joe Schilling. Braj, oh, let me tell you a story about Joe Schilling. Okay, so like one time, uh, like BJ, Joe I hate to, I need you to stay focused a little bit. Okay, so like Joe Schilling, one time he was doing like the the kicking, and bro, he's so good at it. But he put like a cigarette in his mouth, and he like started kicking people, and then like he finished, and he like put the cigarette out, and he was like, "You just got Schilling," and I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. That is amazing. Okay. Um, but back into the relation to where your point was. Oh, no. yeah. What have you spoken to anyone in the gym or you're just texting the Diaz brothers? So here's what it is. And I'll okay. tell you this right now. OK. OK. I have like secret plants in every gym. Yo. OK. So like I call plants? them up and I say, yeah, yeah. Like secret plants, you know. OK. You know, like every gym, they have like a rat. Yeah. Why have plants and like, you know, like um like potted plants that I put in there? I think I'm following. Okay, yeah. So shh, don't tell anybody, bro. No, and bad. these potted plants have microphones. Now, granted, apparently there was a whole bunch of weed that was smoked before any of the Diaz's even knew that they had agreed to a fight. So I don't know, Braj. Uh, I don't either, but... This is just going to get better. So you keep publishing those articles. No, thank you, Braj. I appreciate you guys reading without ever fact-checking because that's important to journalism yeah. that you would Google give it. me that much trust because yeah. Google, what is that? I'm sorry. We didn't even ask Jeevit. Oh, thanks, Braj. That's so helpful to me. I love Jeeves. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, former lightweight BJ Penn. Uh, emphasis on former by brush. Uh, don't wait. ask me about my scandal. Okay, bye. I'm not asking. <laughs> we don't have that kind of time. It's a special edition podcast. Raf, uh, I don't think BJ Penn spoke to anyone. If I had to gut check this, I mean, obviously, he probably sourced all information from bjpen.com which is a risky assertion i would I just think they trade and they're like wouldn't it be funny if you wrote this <laughs> and they're like yeah that'd be funny i love how you could also i don't know why but i don't know why we haven't thought of this proverbial tap where we can just have plausible deniability to anything that ever goes on our site we're just like i don't know <laughs> who remembers <laughs> it says raf esparza wrote it and, oh, i don't know i don't Raph know that guy. Com. <laughs> uh we're going to touch base one more time when we find out, if we find out. Yes. Stay tuned. Two hours later. We're back. Raf's train. Nate Diaz has the fight. Dana White looked ESPN directly in the eye through a satellite camera connection. 
said it's going to be Nate Diaz, said Donald Cerrone, said yes, said Pettis, said yes, said BJ Penn, said yes, <laughs> which, by the way, that was real, rap. That was said out loud. Oh, he did? <laughs> oh, he said it. He said BJ Penn on, he said all this. He also said they offered the fight to Aldo and Edgar first. Yes. They I both said we- no. I believe we kind of covered that. I just couldn't yeah. believe he said it. No, I'm just shocked he was uh, so candid about the people. He was very clear. These two chamokes sure. said no, didn't want it, didn't mention at all an injury involved, which I thought was particularly Dana. Uh, I just thought it's so great that you decided to call me because I had great progress on my Oma Flapa tonight. And oh, I was like, really? that's what we're going to talk about, right? <laughs> yeah, you are already. No, Nate Diaz is fighting Conor McGregor. You know, tell us about your alma plata and take your time. Absolutely. Let me tell you the finer voice of my alma plata. <laughs> it's never been great, and it's still not good, but it's the type of one that you would see, hopefully, uh, Nick or Nate Diaz, whoever's fighting him, because I still don't believe you. I still could, believe that hey, could be a either. switch. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's not a terrible strategy. And I was I texted you they should they're missing a huge opportunity to cross promote this fight with the brothers Grigsby because you've got the Diaz's and, and credit to you because when you called or the, you know you texted me while I was at training I definitely was able to announce to the entire team hey guys update we have a Diaz update everybody stop training and I looked at me and I said we have a Nate Diaz he's in. And everybody stopped and everybody like clapped for more, like just a second. And then at the end, I didn't know what you said because I saw I heard rumor it was going to be a catch weight of one sixty five. Now, what was the information you were telling me? It's one seventy. What the fuck is that? And you know, he prefaced it with a "Hey, this." Because ESPN asked the right question, he did it uh, like he had a gun to his head, but still, sure enough, still was able to get out a question he asked dana you know will this be for a title dana artfully explained that there was talk that mcgregor was going to fight dos Anjos, and then he wanted to fight lawler so that's how he prefaced it by saying the fight's going to be at 170 okay so i have a couple questions now knowing what i know because the 170 thing took us all by storm because we were all high and we were all like we Yay! And then all of a sudden we heard this, wait, 170 at the end. So we celebrated for like an hour and a half of training. And then at the very end to hear you say, what? 170? Where was your initial thought when you heard that? I'm excited to see what Conor McGregor looks like at 170. I'm ready for this fight. It's not going to be what we were expecting, but it's definitely going to be a fight. He's definitely going to be a plump leprechaun. What I mean, what's he normally walk around at? No way. It's it's probably 180. So he's probably in that, you know, what an interesting... I think fighters secretly always like this. I think there's a part of them that clips and they're like, great. I just get to fight at a weight I'm like, I'm significantly more comfortable at. Do you think he hit the buffet? Because oh, for he's sure. in America Sorry. now. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't stopped. Yeah, he's been enjoying like Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, Bud Light. I'm just naming sponsors. His Jenny Craig sponsorship and was like, "Hey, I don't even need any of y'all anymore." <laughs> he now, stopped counting points. I'm the real man running this Jenny Craig. <laughs> I could I could get down to my weight. He, that's how he talks at his Jenny Craig meetings. Not at all. Uh, 
And he also says a lot of like, hi, 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 you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> that would be a great sketch, like a Jenny Craig meeting where it's like Connor McGregor trying to get below 145. But more realistically, um, I believe that would be the diesel, the 170. What's his name? That's a fair accusation. Um, what does this change for you? I, I know you said you're excited, but can you define how excited you are? I'm at an eight. Okay. That's not bad. I might be at a nine if I know that Nate Diaz is sober and definitely going to be in the cage in 48 hours. Like, if I know in 48 hours the fight's still going on, then I know it wasn't like, hey, we tested him. He has, I mean, nothing technically performance enhancing, but a lot of drugs. This is where I think Ketamine A, which I didn't know existed. Go on. The question I had is, I know this is normal kind of standard procedure for most people, but I feel it is an important question to ask just in this particular case. Will there be a drug test or does he get it on the fly? He should get a pass on this one. Because I feel if Conor McGregor gets to turn in his Jenny Craig points, yeah. that everybody should get his strength. He should be should. able to show up as high as he wants because he's doing us a solid on this one. <laughs> he is doing all of us a solid. And Dana... Dana was like, you know, it's just a fight people want to see. And was like, you know, he's right. I think I think of all the stuff he said that was shockingly honest. I was like, he's right. This is a fight I want to see. Kevin, what did we learn for all of those other fighters whose bids failed? Because I feel like they were all like the Olympics, and they were all different parts of the country who, you know, of different nations, if you would, giving their kind of application to be part of the process and then were dutifully ignored i already know what happened they looked at the board they said cerrone and pettis both said yes so did nate diaz nate diaz's shelf life is probably in like his in terms of how much people like watching him is probably at a peak right now uh i can't imagine it going a lot higher because it kind of has you know tapered off a little bit I think we're going to see Cerrone versus Pettis at the next UFC, and they were like, oh, great, we'll just put these two a-holes next to each other. It'll be for the winner, and uh, I'm just doing my data. He just talks to them all about that, like that. And I think that's what they saw, so I'm not trying to be a... Hold on. You know when your your phone gets the, like, doot-doot thing where yes. you're getting, like, an incoming call? I'm actually getting an incoming call from Dana right now. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. patch him in. Okay, but you know what happens. On I my do. phone, it's really shitty. Hey. It's an iPhone 3, so <laughs> I actually have to get off the line. It's an iPhone negative 2. Okay, yep. D, uh, you hit the beep, and I'll go. Okay. Doop. Dana, fresh off ESPN, and you killed it, by the way. Why, why Nate Diaz? Okay, first of all, I always fucking kill it, so I don't even know why you're fucking making that fucking statement. Uh, second of all, Listen to you, fucking Fex. That's my name for Fox. I call it Fex. Listen here. You fucks ruined the fucking chance of a lifetime. Yeah, you think I'm going to go on fucking Fox Sports Live? That bullshit? No, I'm going to go on fucking Sports Center to announce this fucking shit because this is fucking news. <laughs> Plus, you're a Boston person. Uh, well, of course. Least... That's why I said Fox instead of Fox. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just going to say, you know, ESPN's up there. So You ever been to Fox, bro? No, I have not. It's fucking great. It's where the fucking football plays and all that fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Looks cold, like a ball shrinking cold. You know what I mean? Hey, why not Cerrone and Pettis? 
First of all, fucking Cerrone was on a Coke binger with me last night, so I know that fucker wasn't ready. Okay. Fair. And you, who's, I, who's the other one? Showtime Pettis. Anthony. Oh, fuck that kid. Yeah, you know what? That kid was on a fucking Wheaties box. Fuck that noise. You know what? He needs to eat his fucking Wheaties if he's going to fucking come back and fight for fucking me. He can go the way of fucking Bennett and Henderson. I don't even remember his fucking name. He's on Bellator. More like Bella Snore. Am I fucking right? You, oh! Dana celebrating his ESPN accomplishment early, obviously, tonight. You know, I know a lot of people like you, you dumb fucks, you fucking dummies. You say shit like, hey, didn't Bellator out-fucking-rate you? You know what else rates us? Fucking the Big Bang Theory. That doesn't mean that shit's better than we. That's that's true. Wow, you're like a Yoda tonight, too. That's well, right. Fucking Bon Jovi sells 100 million records. Doesn't make that shit good either. <laughs> that's true. It's all about the boss in uh, Dana's mind, I'd imagine. Well, Dana, thank you for swinging by tonight. We appreciate it. It's going to be a busy next few days. Fuck you gently. You're all fucking welcome. And uh, you know what I mean? Uh, watch uh, you know this fucking fight, because uh, otherwise Dana's going to be really fucking pissed. <laughs> no, I'll watch. I mean, obviously. It's going to be good. Well, thanks. Uh, Dana White, UFC president, ladies and gentlemen. Raph. Oh, there it is. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, I knew it's an this, iPhone like, three. Myself in the producer that I was. I said Dana take exactly X many minutes and X many seconds. So yeah. I was right. You can just kind of see it in his yeah. face and in his time. Uh, are yep. you excited about the fight? More excited am, or less I'm a, excited than Dos Anjos? I'm a little nervous because I think it opens up some interesting questions. Because instead, we were looking at I think it was supposed to be Diaz playing a little bit more in Connor's world, but I think with this weight now it does play a little bit more in the nate's realm and just in terms of you know Badness. size and comfort <laughs> and who's ready and willing to play in that place then we also have to look at what does that reach mean because normally connor works really good so what i was thinking was connor was going to work really quick on the inside try and use those uh kind of karate and taekwondo kicks to kind of neutralize but here you've got a really evasive striker in diaz who's really good at counter punching and his very, very famous style of fighting, don't be a bitch. <laughs> that is an awesome, that's a great kicker. And I would also, here's why I think this fight's amazing. For one simple factor of, and this is a this is a ceiling, right? Everything has a ceiling. Well, I believe this, this storyline has the highest ceiling that I'm about to explain. Okay. Nate Diaz wins and gets to make jokes about being the 145-pound champion for the rest of his career. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. I, I think we should go out and buy him a championship belt if that's the case. Highest ceiling is that plot line. So I just want the world to be like <laughs> cheering for Nate Diaz just so this happens. I don't think it's going to take a lot to, but here's the interesting question because you brought up the rooting question. Who is America going to root for in this oh, fight? Because when they put up the middle finger photos of those two side by side, I think it was a very different, like, yeah, who the fuck would I pick in this situation? I like them both, and they do the same thing. Yeah, I don't think America cares, especially the MMA community that's, like, pretty international. Yeah. Uh, so I think people are going to be, by and large, still behind McGregor. I think the only, I think it's still going to be, people are going to be like, well, Ireland's a little bit more American than Stockton, right? If we're just talking about the people of Florida, New York. 
I would agree. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you want me to say other than you've got all of Ireland. I don't want to piss off the 209. The I'm worried about the 209. Everybody's always worried about the 209, but that's the beauty of the 209 is it lives under pressure every single day. <laughs> I'm so excited for this fight. I don't know why. But as soon as he said it, it was like, awesome. That's great. Well, well, kudos I, to you for keeping us on the edge of our seats. Watching ESPN. I did have to sit through a pretty boring college half-court highlight interview. We've all had to pay our dues here, Kevin. But I'm sure it was fine. I was just waiting for the right. I was just waiting for news, so I wanted it over. He was adorable. Sure. Thank and you the, for calling in after training. You're the real hero. No, you're actually up later than I am in your time zone. So kudos to you for doing the excessive reporting. And uh, kudos to you guys for uh, listening in for a secondary podcast. We don't normally have an extra episode like this. But when breaking news happens and Kevin really fucks up by jinxing it, <laughs> we have a commitment to give you guys a good show. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. Shout out to your fucking self. That's what it is. Five stars. iTunes review.